0: Well, it's always a pleasure to welcome Tom Emmerich back to MSU today. Tom is the COO of Shoepan and Sons and the president of Shoepan Recycling. Tom, welcome back. Thanks, Ross. It's great to see you in person for a change. It really is. And Tom, thank you for your ongoing, continuing support, not only of Spartan Athletics of this program, much appreciated.
1: Uh, Hey, it's been a great partnership over the years. Uh, Not only are we at Chupan Big Biscuit State fans, uh, we're we're, uh, fans of what you do and what your radio station uh, puts out to the greater public. You cover a lot of really important subjects, and we
0: are thrilled to be a part of that thank you Tom, again and tell us a little bit about what chupan and sons and chupan recycling is and does what would you like people to know about the company
1: chupan and sons is a is a locally owned local being Kalamazoo, michigan uh, based company the owner is mark chupan uh, and his and his uh, family uh, mark is the ceo and he's been the company's been around for um 53 years uh, and really evolved into an amazing uh, organization uh, so when we talk about Chupan and Sons we have five different business operating units um, we started in the scrap uh, scrap business as your regular industrial scrap and we have an aluminum plastic sales distribution and manufacturing business we have Chupan Recycling which is we mentioned that I'm the president of that and that's our beverage container recycling business we have a uh, materials trading division uh, that does business internationally um, and and then we have uh, electronic sc- scrap recycling we call asset management. Um, so that's Shoe Pan and Sons. And when we talk about Shoe Pan recycling, again, I mentioned it's the beverage side of the business where we handle a large percentage of all the pots and containers in the state of Michigan.
0: So what's sort of the state of the company and the industry? Where is recycling and Shoe Pan going? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I think
1: you could ask anybody in any industry the same thing, and you'll, you'll get somewhat of a Maybe similar answer, you know, the pandemic's probably been good for some companies and some organizations and some industries, and it's been really, really hard on others. And and being a diversified organization, we have divisions that uh, have done pretty well through it, and the future looks pretty bright. And then we have other areas, particularly our manufacturing and distribution is is having a much harder time coming out of it. Uh, But all in all, I say our company is strong. Um, Our future is bright. Um, Do we have challenges? Of course. But uh, I'm very, very excited. We, we in fact, we just uh, ishi- initiated a uh, strategic roadmap. It's kind of like a long-term v- uh, vision for where we're going to go as an organization, and it's it's really people-centric, and um, and it's going to help us take our company
0: to the next level. Well, can you talk a little bit more? You're still doing that planning, but what do you see ahead? Well, I I think. Um, I think let's just say
1: in general business uh uh I think is gonna continue to grow. I think the economy is stronger than most people thought it would be coming out of the out of the pandemic. We're all challenged with employee issues and uh um I think eventually that's gonna work itself out, but it's a real, real problem for for not just ShoePan but all businesses. Um I hope within six months to a year that kind of gets behind us and then I think you'll really see the economy take off.
0: And how is the state of recycling in Michigan? We've heard that we sort of lag other Midwestern states, but how are we doing recycling-wise?
1: Um, you know, there's been a lot of efforts to try to increase what we do in Michigan. Uh, do we lag other states? Uh, we absolutely do. I think that we're now talking that we have like a 18% municipal recycling rate. That's up a couple percentage points. Um, but it still lags behind the Minnesotas and Wisconsin's and a couple other Midwestern states. And they, what, what I think is important to point out is that those states actually invest a lot of money uh, in um, recycling. I think it's like, uh, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's like twenty twenty five million in Wisconsin, fifteen eighteen million in in Minnesota. It might be I might have those reversed, but uh, you know they put money back into recycling. Michigan doesn't doesn't do that. I think we only spend a couple million dollars a year in, in Michigan, and that's relatively new. Um, we have relied on the deposit law as kind of like our marquee recycling uh, program in Michigan, and it's been incredibly successful and and we should and there's no reason to to look at changing that um but it really comes down to funding how much money is the state willing to put back it, and mandates like Michigan has really no mandates on you know banning certain things from landfills, so other states do the states that do have much higher recycling rates
0: and Tom, you recently testified. To the Michigan Legislature about some of these issues, how can they help? How do you hope they help? Well, I, I testified for uh, two
1: uh, two different bills: House Bill four 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 three and House Bill four 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 four. Those bills were specifically designed, or, or pretty much uh, introduced by the beverage community, uh, where they are looking for a half cent per container um, tax credit. Uh, income tax credit that would help them invest back into the deposit system. Uh, distributors are responsible for the program. A lot of people don't understand that. They've been for, since day one. They initiate the deposit. They're required to uh, pick the containers up at retail um, and properly recycle them. And that's where companies like ShoePan come in. They've they've hired us and others to help them with that process. So as costs have gone up over the years, um, and the streets money was taken away from distributors back in the mid early nineties, I think early to mid nineties, um, they haven't asked for a penny. Used to say, I like to say they haven't asked for a dime, but um, uh, but they haven't asked for a penny from the state to help um, uh, help them with infrastructure costs, and it's just gotten to the point where you know. Our business is no different than anybody else's. You know, our costs are up well over 25 percent in the last five or six years. Uh, Coming out of the pandemic, they are even more. You know, we're paying, you know, much, much more for labor than we did pre-pandemic. Everybody's doing that. So they're just saying, hey, look, we haven't, you know, that sheets money is available. But if we can't get our hands on that. Um, then we should have some mechanism to allow us to keep investing in a very, very popular program that works really, really well. Now, the problem with any time these these pieces of legislation are introduced, you get the folks that want to get rid of the deposit law, start coming out, and you get the folks that are uh, benefiting from money from the state for recycling. They definitely don't want to see uh, things like this happen. So it's very political. Uh, where things stand right now, which you might find interesting, is uh, the, the the two bills passed out of the um, out of the House and they're in committee uh, in the Senate, um, and there is discussions going on between legislators and the governor's office to see what can they come up with that makes sense so that she uh, her office will be accepting of, of where they're going. So we're close. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. I I, uh, I I hope it does because it's it's, it's definitely the right thing to do. Um, yeah, you know, we're looking at a significant investment in our Wixom operation that, uh, you know, we built 16 years ago, and it's like your car. Your car can only run so long. It needs to be repaired at some point or replaced, and, and that's where we're at. And if we don't, then the cost of maintenance is just going to go up, our ability to service retailers, and, and the consumer is going to go down, and nobody's going to be happy with that.
0: Because it's part of the issue, Tom, that it's cheaper for municipalities to throw stuff into the landfill than to recycle it?
1: It is expensive for curbside recycling, and you'll hear folks say that the aluminum being in the deposit system is a revenue stream that uh, that takes away from those types of efforts and that is true um, but it's not it's also not the golden goose or the golden egg or whatever you say um, because there's another huge component that nobody ever wants to talk about and that's glass you know we are handling over three hundred million pounds of glass goes through the Michigan deposit system. Um, Um, And it's very clean, it's 100% 100 recycled, and it's left out of curbside streams. When that stuff ends up in curbside, it contaminates everything and it makes the curbside process much more difficult. So, what
0: specifically would those two bills you mentioned do that you support?
1: So, first, uh, 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 income tax credit to distributors that they can invest back into the infrastructure deposit system. That's the primary thing. The second bill uh, is is designed to allow if it gets a little complicated, but if 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 the streets fund is greater than I think fifty million dollars, it allows the sec uh, the the treasury department to pull money out of the streets fund to use for the general fund to give the, to provide the tax credit to distributors. So you, know, you need a three-quarters vote if you touch anything to do with the deposit loss. So that's that's why they have two, two different bills.
0: And, Tom, you mentioned most people do want to recycle. They support recycling. Can you talk about your four E's of recycling? Well, I, I, it's a little concept. I could, my last name begins with an E, so I'm
1: back in a management uh, meeting years ago, I said hey, we got to come up with something clever to remind us, of, like how to, how and why is it, you know, makes sense to recycle. And so the four E's. Basically, the first one is education. People have to know what's recyclable and where to go to do it. Second one is ease. It has to be easy or convenient to do. The third one, efficient. You have to have efficient logistics and operations so that uh, you can properly handle the material. And last, and maybe, I don't know if any any are really more important than others, but this is a pretty important one, it has to be economically viable. So in other words, you have to have a lucrative, semi-lucrative market to sell the material. If there's no end market for the material, you can't have sustainability, you can't close the loop, and you won't have an effective recycling program. There is another piece of legislation at at the now Senate level, I believe it passed out of the House a couple of weeks ago, uh, that addresses fraud within the deposit system. It allows um, the uh, state police, um, like I think it's like a million dollars or two million dollars for the next couple of years, to draw from the Estates Fund um, to help them fight you know, containers coming in from out state and, and other types of fraud that are going on. And, and we support that because anything that improves the integrity of the program, we're, we're all about.
0: So Tom, as we wrap up, just summarize what you'd like us to keep in mind not only about ShoePan, the company, but recycling in general.
1: ShoePan is a company. I guess what I what I kind of like to say is that like we are very, very people friendly. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, you know, companies all over the country and all over the world are struggling getting employees, and we're and we're no different. Um, we think we're a very unique place to work. I would encourage folks to go to our website www. dot com uh, if you're interested in getting a uh, um, in a career, whether it's recycling or any of the five areas that we do business. Uh, we have plenty of job openings and plenty of opportunities throughout the state of Michigan and we'd love to love to to talk with folks about that um, and then the general state of recycling I think I think the future's bright I think it's exciting I think you know, you know there's going to continue to be uh, pressure put on the packaging industry especially in plastics for the plastics in the ocean and the waterways and and uh, but you hear the, the packaging, uh, we call them brand owners, are, are all saying the right things and they really are trying to do the right thing to put more recycled content back into their bottles and and I think that effort's going to continue so that's exciting. You know, yeah, and I talked about mandates earlier, you know, they want to all do it without mandates and I prefer to do it without mandates but you know, again market conditions are going to drive that and commitment to uh, true sustainability efforts by the brand owners and the packaging companies um, if they don't want to be mandated or legislated, then they need to, to, to do everything they can. And they are. I mean, I, I'm encouraged by that for sure. So we keep a close eye on that. And I think the future of recycling, not just beverage container recycling, I think the future is still bright and we'll work, we'll work hard uh, with all our partners and Michigan
0: State uh, and others that, uh, that are interested in that effort. Uh, we'll continue to work with them. And that's ShoePan.com, S-C-H-U-P-A-N.com. And my guest has been Tom Emmerich, the Chief Operating Officer of ShoePan & Sons and the President of ShoePan Recycling. And, Tom, again, thanks for all your work in recycling to you and Mark ShoePan and the rest of the company and for your support for MSU.
1: Thanks, Russ. Again, great to see you in person.